0: Welcome to the Dynasty Academy. Michael Washington Weeks is uh, your Tango S. Mono Azulina Pantalonis. Mark Angst. You want to hear something really weird? Back, Eli Manuel.
1: Somebody was telling people to trade away Dal- Dalvin Cook. Nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody listened to people saying trade Barkley two years <laughs> ago.
2: <laughs> Eli, you can cut this out. You can leave it in, too. Restart. <laughs> I don't care. We we don't even know where people are going to play next year. I don't care. What if they, what if they retire?
1: I don't but care. we're doing. I'll draft. But- I'll draft for next year in the middle of last year. Okay.
2: I have leagues on too many apps. I don't know what to follow.
0: Uh, tonight here in the Dynasty Academy, we are going to do the wide receiver rankings instead of. Well, no, actually, this is the last one, isn't it? We didn't include. Did anybody include tight ends in their rankings here? I mean, we all know the Dynasty Academy hates tight ends. I just wanted to make sure. In case you didn't notice, everybody shook their head no.
2: Will I rank some after the NFL draft? Probably, just to put a little bit of a ranking together for them. But I don't put any effort into them at all. Oh, why would you? Tight
0: ends terrible.
2: Exactly. It's so bad. It's not even,
0: I don't know. It's literally like the, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to really put it. It's kind of like the, what, the new kicker?
1: Sort of. If, if you're talking like having the locked-in position, yeah. It's just a waste of time.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's true, though. I assume we're going to go through our 2021 20, wide receivers. Uh, does somebody have them? Some... We can
0: absolutely go through them. I, I don't know if anybody
2: has them. Yeah. Where has Eli been in the last two shows? Do you think he just <laughs> he kept two running backs and quarterbacks and went, ah, oh, I'm just going to delete the wide receivers? I just
1: deleted the whole sheep.
0: Well, hey, I mean, you never know. <sighs> Something could have happened like
1: that. All right, you just take a guess. Who are number one?
2: Um, Devonta Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I, I like,
0: was so
1: confused.
0: <laughs> I would literally hope not, like ever. Oh, <laughs> shit, that
2: was great. <laughs> that,
1: was, that was pretty good. <laughs> oh oh
0: good. Man. it was Jamar
2: Chase. It basically. was
1: Jamar Chase. Easily, Jamar Chase. Yeah. Number two.
2: Uh, did Waddle get there? Waddle, I will look yeah. Okay. Because I—that's who I had it too. I just wasn't sure if
0: we. Can I'm pretty it. sure. I'm pretty sure I had. I went Chase Waddle too as well.
2: Yep. Pretty sure I did.
1: Yeah. We all did. Yeah. And then, Devonta Smith.
2: He ended up at three. You had him at three. We all. No, this is the overall, but. so yeah. Eli, you probably had him at three.
1: I had him ranked 11th overall. Um. So I would have had him at three.
2: I think I had him at four.
1: Mark had him at four. No, five. And Michael.
0: I didn't have have him three overall, did I? No.
1: You probably had him at six. Four.
0: Probably had him at like 12.
1: (laughs) You had him at 13 overall, so did Mark.
0: Yeah, because Mark and I are on the same brainwave sometimes. You had Bateman
1: ahead of him.
2: Yep. I think I had Bateman ahead of him also.
1: Yep, you both did. Yep.
2: I think I remember him and Bateman, I think, tied score wise. But because Oh
0: yeah, I think it was and we went with the we highest used. was it the highest overall? I don't remember. Tiebreak Where did we have Bateman? Do we have Bateman at twelve?
1: Bateman. Yeah. So if we went through our our rankings fall right in with wide receivers here, so it's Devonta Smith, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall.
2: Yeah, I think, I think oh, Eli had right. Bateman a lot lower than we did. That's what I did. pulled yeah. Bateman down a little bit. Yeah, okay, that's what it was, yeah.
1: But I had Elijah Moore
0: higher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you did. You absolutely
1: did. Uh, Amon Ra we had after Rondell, thanks to Mark. Thanks to me, really? You had Rondell the highest.
2: Oh, yeah, oh, oh Rondell, yes. I thought you meant Amon Ra had higher. So I was like, wait, hey, I came behind Terrace and Rondell.
0: I think I had Amon Ra the highest. So our
1: Our consensus would have been Chase, Waddle, Devonta, Elijah, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall, ooh, Rondell Moore, Amon Ra, Tony.
0: I think Terrace is still going to be okay. He just needs a quarterback. You That's could great. literally he just, just could stop
2: right there and every wide receiver pretty much after there.
1: Yeah, I just stopped just... stop there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I could have stopped before Tony because...
2: Yes, you could have. There's there still a couple guys
0: in this draft class that I think that yeah, Our, Nico Collins has a chance. Yeah, Nico Collins. I think Dwayne Eskridge, if he can stay healthy, could possibly Palmer. Palmer.
1: Palmer's not you know, terrible. I think. I think. It.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I think some of those guys could crack into, you know, relevancy territory. But it's really going to be. It's an uphill battle for him at this point. I mean, Nico's biggest issue is he needs a quarterback. That's a big problem. All right. So there, there. That was twenty twenty one. Let's jump into twenty. Oh, well, I had Amari Rogers at nine. Hey, look, I got it right. I had much higher hopes for him. I got the year right. Twenty two. Yeah. Yay me. This is where we, I wish we had one of those noisemakers that you could put the fake applause in. I mean, maybe uh, you you can just golf clap it too. That works. Uh, All right. So to recap, we have a consensus on quarterbacks, consensus on running backs. No, our running backs are actually all over the place. I'm fully expecting our wide receivers to maybe be all over the place too, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, maybe.
2: Yes, I think so.
0: Okay. I mean, I think, I feel like our top two or three might be pretty well in line but Eli, I already know Mark's answer. How many tier one wide receivers did you
2: have? Four or two, (laughs) not three, four Four, or two. two. (laughs) Eli has no idea. Did you lose it? One of them must be a twin and have to go together. Did you lose it?
1: I can you hear me? Sorry. I was trying to get the sound effect.
0: You gave him the squirrel. Yeah, I know, right? The squirrel moment. Okay, Eli, how what,
1: uh, many tier one wide receivers do you have? I said it before. It's it's two or four. I I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with two <laughs> for tier one because I think what? there's enough of a gap at three or four. Well, hold on.
2: Wow. Why why can't it be three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, it what? could be three. Okay, so well, just the way you're saying. We could it, end like, up okay, at three. If I, if I include this guy in there, I have to bring <laughs> this other guy with him because, like, they're exactly no. the same. And if they're if he's in Tier no. 1, he has to be in Tier 1. But if he's in Tier 2, no. he needs to be in Tier 2 with him.
1: Maybe that's something. No, That's where right. I...
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. All right. So let's start with you, Eli. Mean, Michael, how many do you
2: have? Three or four? Four. Okay.
0: I got four in my so, Tier 1. The, so the two, fourth, three, four. The, the fourth player in my Tier 1, you can make a case for being the top of Tier 2 or near the top for Tier 2, so...
2: Let me let me purpose this. Any one of my tier two guys could go into tier one at some point. Yeah, but my tier two is a lot
0: deeper than yours, I think, though,
2: so. Eli.
0: Enough with the squirrel. Focus. Back back here. Eli's off the hinges, guys. I, I'm sorry. I apologize Dude. for Eli. He's off the he's off the rails today. Eli, why don't you well, tell I us? Your, why don't you tell us you're one oh one since you're over there trying to figure uh, out how to live life.
1: Traylon Burks.
0: Trelon Burks. One oh one. Yep. Why? Do we need? Are to, you
1: just uh, going to tell the straight on and it. Just move on. Oh, yeah, I, I figured. I mean, <laughs> have you seen him play? No. I mean,
2: um, we have a lot of people we to get through, so we're really yeah. Fire yeah but, and we've we talked about
1: to. it. Um, we talked about it multiple times now. At this point, I think with Trey Lomburg, size size, um, speed, we did have some conversation. I brought it up at one point that it was like, "Is he DK Metcalf or is he better than DK Metcalf?" Because you see a lot of that comparison and I, I think he's better, but um, he is a guy that has room to improve in his game. You know, we've seen AJ Brown, DK Metcalf type players, but at an athleticism standpoint with the size and speed, I think he's better than DK overall. And I just, he's a guy that, to me, he's the most surefire guy in this class as far as getting opportunity and draft capital. There are other guys that I think are maybe safer overall, but they don't have the upside of Traylon Burks.
0: Uh, I'm assuming, Mark, Traylon's your number one. No? Yeah, no. well, he's not He's not my number one either. So um, not that anything you said, Eli, was incorrect, but there is a reason why Traylon's not my one-on-one. I'll, I'll jump into it. I'll go first with mine then. Uh, Garrett Wilson is might one-on-one he just needs to add a little more weight i think that that might just be the one thing his size is fairly fairly comparable to jamar chase not saying he's jamar chase by any means but it's comparable um at least at least based upon the measurements i don't know if you have any more accurate measurements i know he's not at the senior bowl is he no i didn't think so but you know he's listed at six feet 195 i'd like to see him pack on some weight but his route running is all around ability was something that really stood out to me and I thought he was crisper at route running than Traylon Burks so that's the reason why oh, for sure Wilson catapulted for me to the 101 over over Burks it was just the route running ability because it was very crisp compared to Burks who seemed a little more clunk clunky we used clunky last year for somebody I don't remember who it was but was it Seth Williams that no, wasn't Seth Williams who was it for him? no he was just boring <laughs> that was my that's my adjective for him. so we, we used the word clunky for somebody last year but it, that's what it kind of reminded me of a little bit with burks maybe it was dk was it dk
1: no he no, wasn't last just, year we weren't doing this
2: year
0: oh no that's right it wasn't last year never mind. oh anyways
1: i feel like whoever, i said that about
0: you you said it about somebody but whoever it was that's the only reason why it's i think i
1: said it about Rashad Rashad bateman because i'd never liked bateman <laughs>
2: maybe that's a possibility
0: it could have been Bateman. I don't know though. But anyways, Wilson just was a little more crisp for me, so he's my one on one. Mark, it, it it do your one does your one on one
2: agree with anybody on the panel? Yeah, Gary Wilson is my one on one and it is because he is a more overall um ready to go wide receiver than Burks is. Burks is super athletic. He with to go with his size, he's versatile where you can actually play it. Like he played in the slot a lot. Was actually surprised when I watched tape to see how much they used him inside there, which is which is a good thing. Um, but Wilson just all around, he's he can, he can walk into the NFL and just be ready to go. Yeah. The biggest thing for Burks for me because he is my number two, so I'm just yeah. gonna jump right into him because he's my number two. He's my number two. is just well. his concentration because he does have those drops and his route tree. He uh, Arkansas pretty much. Didn't have him do a ton of routes just because it's college and that's how colleges run for the most part. They it don't do Arkansas. that. Kind of it's just, it's it, college well, in general. I'm watching tape with these guys and I'm going, wow, it looks like the same offense. Oh, wow. It looks like the same <laughs> offense. Oh, wow. Look look at that wide receiver run the same exact route as the other guy did. Oh, he's going to run a little uh, little, little streak route. Oh, you're just going to go stand there and wait for the ball to get thrown. In. Oh, okay, cool. It's so true. But Garrett that, Wilson does need a little size, though. If he, he can get pushed off his routes a little bit, but his—the biggest thing I saw for him was his body control. When when he would go get a ball, he could go up and get it, no matter you know that he's on the shorter side. I think he's deceptively strong. Yeah, like being as small but he's as he smaller. is, I,
0: yeah, it, like I think he's deceptively strong for his size. But I think that that's only going to get better if he gets bigger. Like if he if he packs on, wow, well, you know, like right around, I'd say probably right around two ten. I think I would be. Really, really happy with him, to be around 210 mm-hmm. range, but not like. No, I mean it could be 200. I mean it could be 205. You know, because he does have speed, so it works. But Traylon Burks is my number two as well, and for a lot of the same reasons, he just he has really good upside, good size, but the route trees is an issue. The crisp, the crisper route running for for Garrett Wilson set me up, set us apart. But if Traylon Burks can reach his potential. He could be like one of the truest alphas we've seen, like in back to back to back years. So, like, in this class, so, Eli, is Garrett Wilson your number two, or did you go
1: oh, Garrett elsewhere? Wilson? Garrett Wilson, yeah, yep. So, like I said, I think there's in my top four, I've got two guys that I feel are the safer bets, they're more NFL ready. Burks to me just has another level of upside, even to Garrett Wilson. Who yes. oh,
2: I, I is, I, oh I I agree with that. I I
0: agree with that too.
1: Yeah. And Garrett Wilson's a phenomenal receiver. Um I just I'm shooting I'm shooting high to start get out the gate there, and then it compresses after that. But yeah. No. Garrett Wilson, number two for me, pretty easily. Like like I said, those are that's my tier one right there.
0: All right. But so I'm, who's so who's almost in your tier in your tier one? Well actually no, Mark. You wanna go ahead? Go, ahead? yeah, Mark. Why don't you tell us who your number three is, is also in tier one for you. Well because and Eli isn't sure what this next tier is. It's like tier
2: one point five. One point five. Oh, so, this guy could also be the 101, but his injury is why he's not number one or two for me. So it's Drake London from nope. USC. Um his is I mean, he probably will be fine, but it's still an injury that he's had and he'll have to come back from and all that stuff. So that's just on there. The biggest thing for him me with him is he he's athletic. But not athletic for his size. He's just athletic and big. Like for six, I mean, we'll see if he's actually six foot five, but for for being somewhere around six foot five and the, the amount of athleticism he has, you would think he's more around six one, six two, the way he he uses his body. I also think he's a very smart football player and, and actually can read coverages. My only issue is, is he played a lot in the slot with USC and for how big he is, when he's on the outside, press coverage does affect him a little bit. And it's like, well, you're bigger. You should be able to muscle out of these. So, like, I think getting some training from an NFL coach on what to do with when a guy's pressing you will help him. But if he didn't have the injury, I, I don't know. I might have him at, at the 101.
0: I'm much lower on Drake London, I think, than – I don't want to say much lower. I'm probably the lowest one here on Drake London out of the three. I'll get to it when I – when I talk about him, but yeah, I just I don't think it's a bad pick. There's just reasons I have I worry about him. Eli is Drake, your third. You got somebody else? No. In your tier one point five.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so my my third overall is Chris Olave. And I think you guys know that I'm higher on him than some people, but
0: he's your Elijah Moore this year.
1: Similar to Wilson, he is more NFL ready to me than most of these other guys. He's a clean receiver. He's not the most flashy, but he does everything well to me. He's like, if you took Seth Williams boring and made him good. because like, (laughs) he doesn't have like, he doesn't excel at anything, but his route running's good. He can go up for the ball. He, for his size, especially he plays incredible. And, when you see him, you're like, oh, he's going to be get pushed around. But he uses his elusiveness, his route running to get open. And then I'm a Michigan fan. I watch a lot of Ohio State. Chris Olave just completely confuses the defense and gets wide open. And the fact that they he's playing in that Ohio State offense with the receivers they've had there, and another guy that I'm sure we'll talk about left Ohio State, went somewhere else in order to do something. Chris Olave... Um, and Garrett Wilson are two phenomenal receivers we're getting in in the same year.
0: So in my tier three and third over, or tier one and third overall is Jamison Williams, the guy you were just talking about. <laughs> um, I put him here. The injury worries me because it was late in the year. So obviously that's a, that's a big issue. He was in my tier two, but when I watched the tape with him, I think he's going to be much faster than people realize. Mm-hmm. And I think that his route running, actually improved from his ohio state tape which was very little to his bama tape and he ran a lot of routes at bama a lot a lot more routes than i thought he ran i thought he only ran like a handful but he, he ran more uh i don't know if it was maybe bryce young's play that really made him stand out but i think that if he could just if he can get back from the injury if he can go to a team that can can work with him and get back from the injury they're going to be very very happy with a guy like jameson williams i think that he could he could I want to see a little more size on him, too, because he did come in under 200. At least he's measured in at under 200. You know, I'd like to see him a little a little bit bigger. But overall, I think that James Williams is a guy that could reach that tier one. So I got him at third overall. Nothing against Drake or Lave, because I like them both. But just I, I think the ceiling's higher on James Williams than the other two personally. So who's four? I'll jump into four. My number four is the last of my tier one. He's a guy that you could put at the head of tier two, and I don't think that you, you would be wrong. And you can make an argument either way. I think he's the most polished wide receiver in this draft class, and I think he's one of those guys that a lot of people may not love, but I think he does everything really well. Like you were just talking about with Chris Olave, and I think he has the potential to break through that ceiling. And that's David Bell
1: going there.
0: from Purdue. Yeah, I just I, I I've made no qualms that I've loved this guy you know, all through college and at Purdue, I actually think he's better than Rondell Moore, uh, especially coming out. And I think that he's just way more polished overall. I I think you could put him anywhere on the field. And I think that he's going to be a guy that strong hands, pinpoints the ball really well. He tracks the ball real well deep. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't realize. And he is a PPR monster. So, I think that he gets to the right system and, and has a good chance to really reach his full potential. David Bell would be in a tier one category. Again, I can understand if you put him in front of tier tier two, but you know, David Bell for me, number four.
1: Easily um, better than Rondell Moore.
0: <laughs> well, I just, a lot of people thought Rondell Moore was better than David Bell coming out. And I was always tooting the David Bell horn. Like you guys are talking about this, you know, five foot six wide receiver. because like, Moore is
2: flashier. That's why Bell is just overall better. No, oh,
0: he's just so good. It's so much fun to watch too on tape. That
1: uh Mark, you said something there. If that's the one thing with wide receivers, is how many of those flashy college wide receivers come into the NFL and ever really do anything? Like, those are the guys that fade into obscurity even with draft capital, like an Andy Isabella and a Rondell Moore with the Cardinals doing it both times. Like well, Rondell Ron had a good season.
2: Like it wasn't I mean, great, but it was all right. But I mean, I for me, I feel like it was better than I was expecting him to do.
1: I just don't expect much there. The I flashy get, receivers, just,
2: the flashy four receptions is
0: the flashy receivers always just remind me of guys like uh, Darius Hayward Bay.
1: Didn't you know? And didn't Rondell Moore have a like game Patterson. with like ten receptions for like eight yards or something?
2: I wouldn't use um, I wouldn't use Darius Hayward Bay. Um, he was flashy as hell at Maryland, though.
1: Like I mean, that's 11,
2: what I'm getting at. 11 for fifty one was one game. Uh, Eleven for fifty one. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, yeah, but Bay Bay was more just speed, flashy. I think more of uh, who was the, he played for Florida. Mm-hmm. The, he had headaches, and that's why he ended up retired. Oh, um,
1: Percy, Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin.
2: I think of guys like that. But where, they always get typecast at the NFL. That's the problem. Well, they always get. Right, you know what I mean? Darius Bay was literally he was fast, and that's why he got drafted. Like he could yeah. run really fast in a straight line. <laughs> that was and it. he got drafted in the first round by the Raiders. Yeah, who did it again? Percy Harvin ago? can do things. He was a
1: gadget player.
0: Yeah, that's that's more. All right, Eli. Who's your number four? Now that we're out of your tier, no, we're still in your tier point one five.
1: That's tier five, right? Well, no, uh, I would. Was... <laughs> it would be tier two, but either way. Drake okay, London at tier. four.
2: Maybe Drake. tier two, maybe tier one. You're not sure yet.
1: Drake London at four. No, London. Not, definitely not. Yeah, Drake London, the season he put together in limited action with the injury, not worried about um, Drake London with his size is what puts me over the top because we see bigger receivers come into the NFL. But when I think of it the last couple of years, it's like guys like a Brennan Eagles or um, – There's another couple guys. Seth Williams is a bigger receiver. Hakeem Butler. Like, none of these guys really stood out to me. And it was like, oh, you just, they threw you the ball. You kind of reached out. Like, Drake London is the best overall receiver for that size range that we've seen in a while, in my opinion. And he's, he's a different build than Burks. Burks is close to that A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. Drake London is just... And I don't want to I'm not saying he is this guy like, but he's more closer to that Kelvin Johnson size mold than these other guys. And even I don't think the injury is a big issue. Um like I said the season he had was absolutely incredible up to the point. I mean, he put over up put up over a thousand yards in eight games. He played. Yeah. yeah. eight
2: with, with some bad quarterback.
1: Play. Yes. I mean,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Who's your number uh, four, Mark? This is the start of your tier two, right? This is my
2: tier two, yes. Uh, it is John Mechie from Alabama. I, I'm i not worried about Mechie's injury, but I do like – I think Mechie is overall a better wide receiver than Jameson. He's not as fast. He might not be as flashy as him, but I think he, he has an overall better game. He's, he's that reliable possession-ish type wide receiver. He's not going to be the guy who's going to run – deep balls down the field but he's gonna you know do all your your intermediate short stuff and his one of his weaknesses for me is actually also one of his strengths he's a, he's very strong he can break tackles and stuff like that but then he doesn't always use his strength when he's trying to get open and, and kind of body guys and and stuff like that so he he has the body type and ability to do it I just don't think he utilizes it enough when he running his routes. But I also think he runs really good routes, too.
0: Who, who's your number five? Jump right into number five, Mark. Might as well just carry right through.
2: That's David Bell. David Bell. Uh, for me, yeah. Um, I, I I love David Bell. Like I said, any of these Tier 2 guys, with depending on how they measure at the Combine, do at the Combine, and draft capital, could easily fly right into a Tier 1 type of position. Um, And David Bell is probably... Out of the four guys I have in tier two is probably the guy who has the best opportunity to be a number one wide receiver in my, out of my tier two guys.
0: Yeah, I have a – one thing I did realize looking at this wide receiver class is this wide receiver class was actually really, truly much deeper than I thought it was. Yes. It, was it was significantly deeper than I thought it was overall because, like you said, really almost anybody in my tier two – and my tier two is deeper. There's a couple guys that you can be kind of like, eh. But almost anybody in my tier two could could easily end up at the end of the end of the year being in tier one, and you're just like, yep, like I could see it. So, and, and for me, number five is Drake London. He's the start of my tier two. Uh, my issue with London is more the size, the height. Uh, you, you mentioned Calvin Johnson. I, I I think the frame is, but he doesn't play like Calvin. One of my issues with him and one of my knocks on Drake was there are tendencies of him. You know looks like tarzan plays like jane he, he bigger bigger slot corners actually caused him some problems coming off the line like mark was mentioning earlier so th- that's going to be an issue at the next level where you're starting to see the nickel corner become such a prominent fixture on defenses if drake can clear that up then absolutely i have no issues putting him into into tier one as long as he can continue he wasn't as physical at the point of the ball that i wanted to see he didn't use his body real well one of the things that mike williams did so well at clemson even though he it took forever for him at the next level was he really really used his body well
1: and that's what he learned how to do in the nfl he, well he
0: and he didn't do it until this year really a lot more he used it a lot more this year it, i think it took him forever to try to and i don't know if that was a coaching issue or what, whatever it was but that's one thing that drake i would like to see a little bit more is work better with his body at the point of of, of attack uh, Eli, why don't you go ahead and round us out with the top five?
1: Uh, I got Jameson Williams at five. So similar reasons as I like him cl- probably closer to the Garrett Wilson or I guess he, that's the only because he to me is not quite Chris Olave polished. I actually think Olave is better in that. Like Mark said, that trusted um What'd you say reliable? You said reliable possession receiver. Um Imagine, I think yeah. Olave is just he's not the flashiest guy. He's not gonna blow by the entire D. He's not gonna do those things, but he's always gonna be in the right spot to make the play. He's gonna catch the ball, he's got two hands on it. Um, Jameson Williams, I think, is on the flashier end of that. Obviously, we look at the season that he put up. I mean, he averaged almost 20 yards per reception this year. And I, I always struggle, and, and it's just something in the back of your head, obviously, like, oh, do I want to rank Alabama receivers there when <laughs> you look at this track <laughs> record that we've got going right now? And, um, yeah, I don't know. It. I, I think Jameson Williams is the guy that he's probably going to get draft capital for sure. That's one reason that would make it hard for me to drop him down the board because he's going to get drafted and he's going to get a shot. So,
2: Who's your number six here?
1: Crystal Still two Still tier
2: Still two. Tier two. Yeah. Still tier two. I have two more players in my tier two. Chris Olave is my number six wide receiver. He is very polished. He does everything really good. Um the only thing that I found odd with him was he wasn't a big yards after catch guy, which he he has burst and, and he's not he's not overly fast, but he has really good burst to get off the line, which helps him get the separation he needs. From bigger corners and everything but he just he just never got a ton of yards after catch when he caught the ball like garrett garrett wilson was a yak guy olave would be wide open and could run because he was wide open but there was people around him he was pretty much going down but i i like olave you know he's going to be a wide receiver two on a team most likely but you know he's going to be reliable to put in your fantasy lineup especially if you're going to draft him probably late to early second late first early second yeah,
0: I put down here Terry McLaurin light. He's my number six.
2: Terry's he, so much faster
0: though. He he reminds me of McLaurin with the route running, the overall yeah. all around mm-hmm. polishness. McLaurin is just faster and stronger. I think at the point of attack. Not saying Olave can't get there, but um, the the point the point of the fixture of the ball, McLaurin is just so much stronger. But Olave reminded. It was just when I was watching Olave. It just reminded me a lot of like, I, here I am watching Terry McLaurin. And I don't know if it's just because they played, you know, at Ohio State and they both had probably a very similar route tree or whatever. But I was just reading, I was like just watching it. It was just like Terry McLaurin and McLaurin flew did, under the radar.
2: He did. Yeah. So, I did like a lot of strong mm-hmm. hands.
0: Yeah. He had really strong hands for, so, for his sides. So Olave could be a great fixture. He's in my tier two as well. So he could be a great, a great spot for He's not anybody. Yeah. He's my sixth overall, yeah. Oh, he's your sixth also? Okay. Yeah, he's in my tier two, sixth overall, yeah. That's the reason Who's why your
1: sixth, Eli? David Bell. David Bell. Yeah. I already kind of talked about him. Like. That's it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Just David Bell. Just <laughs> go but right into your seven, then. Just go right into your number seven, seven. Then,
1: yeah. So, at seven, so this oh, is... Oh,
2: what tier are we in for you? Are we still in three. tier two for you? Or oh, we're into tier three? Who, who so, left tier three for you?
1: David Bell. So, David Bell is at the top of my tier three he's probably that guy that uh, my worry with him is getting draft capital, getting into a spot where he's got a chance. He feels like a guy that the fantasy community, and we talked about this the other day, like has always been like way ahead of But then we don't hear a whole lot when it comes to the NFL draft and things like that. So that's my only worry with him. So, um, but, this is where my drop off kind of happens after Bell to where I could shuffle these guys around, and there's a lot of question marks around my number seven, as far as was it a lot of because of the quarterback he was playing with that's coming into the draft this year, um, but that's Romeo Dobbs at seven. So Romeo, Romeo, is it Ro- Ro- Romeo? Not Romeo. It's Romeo. I thought I, I thought the one clip I watched they said Romeo. Nah, it's Romeo. Is it Dobbs or Dobbs?
0: Dobbs. At least that's what they always called them. I watch a lot of Nevada. I stay up late and watch those Mountain West college games. So
1: I watch a lot of Oregon that way. <laughs> um, He's... As I was looking at these guys, a lot of these guys have that good size in the six foot, six foot two, 200 pounds range. Um... We don't have, I mean, maybe we will see these smaller guys get drafted really early because sometimes teams go after them just as like, oh, we can use you as a gadget player on punt returns. And they don't really care about using that third round draft capital on these guys. And then we go out and draft Rondell Moore or whoever, and they might not ever be more than just a gadget player. But I think he's got the size to, but again, he's probably close to my Seth Williams for this, where He's not the most explosive. He's, And there are, you know, is it Carson Strong or is it Romeo Dobbs? So he, I got him at seven.
0: Probably my biggest. That's probably a surprise to me. I don't know. I mean, I like Romeo. I don't have him quite that high, but I mean, I could see it, <clears throat> especially in tier three. You know, if that's your tier three break. I mean, it's not my tier three break. I, I have a very deep tier two, so. <laughs> But my, my number seven overall is still in my tier two. It's Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Uh, one of the things that that I liked about him when I was watching him is his field awareness. He, he tends to really know where he is and where he needs to be at all times. It tells me he's an intelligent receiver, an intelligent player. Mark, you're the Penn State guy. You probably watched more Penn State than I did. But from what I saw with him, he was a guy who made plays. Plays bigger than his size. Or at least was as far as what is, is he's, you know, being billed at right now. And was a guy that just he would just made plays when it mattered. So I mean, I don't know how you feel about him, Mark, being a Penn State fan. I'm sure we'll get to him when we get to your you know, your your tier, you know, wherever he is, but I really like Johan Dotson, I got him at seven right now.
2: Johan Dotson is my number seven and he's the end of tier two for me. Um I I think him and Chris Olave are very similar. Olave is a little more polished in, in what he does, but I think both of them do things very well. The thing that I think Dotson does a little better than Olave is the yards after the catch and being able to break loose of guys. Dotson somehow figures out how to get separation, even though he's not the fastest guy on the field. Has really strong hands, does have some, and, and he, he only had, I think, two drops total but he double catches some balls. So he, he has to work on, I think, his concentration sometimes. And the one issue I have with him and, and his overall ceiling in the NFL is he doesn't have a huge catch radius because he's not very big and his arms aren't very long. So he can go and make some crazy plays, but he's not going to be the guy who's going to be able to catch passes thrown too far behind him and stuff like that just because he doesn't have the size for it. But for me, he's just... Like you said, he, he knows where to be on the field to be open. And a lot of times you can throw the ball to him and, and he'll he's going to catch it and come down with it and do some crazy things with it.
0: Are you sure? So yeah.
2: Very. Like I said, he double catches sometimes, but the, the, and the only thing that leads to is the, the, the defender being able to break it up. But like I said, he only had two drops the whole year last year. So yeah. I what do not figure out a hundred and some targets he had. 150, wasn't it? 145? So it was something real high because he was like the only runner to they really threw the ball to.
0: <laughs> Eli, who's number seven for you? Now, we know this is your tier three, so...
2: Eight. Did we, just, did we do a number seven for him?
0: Eight, sorry. Was it Was it seven? Oh, so Mark, jump right into eight then. Sorry, I forgot you. All right, so... Seven
2: already. So this is my tier three. He's the only guy in tier three. <laughs> and this is Jameson Williams for me. Uh, um, he He has the speed. Don't get me wrong. He's... He is one fast guy. Does things really well. But his size actually does worry me because a lot of these guys are like 6 foot, 180, 185, stuff like that. He's 62 and 180. And then that's just to me that's on that leaner side of things and it it He's not as small as DeVonta Smith, but he gives me his that vibe more than anybody else that I watched in this class because he's just a little bit on the slighter side. And I just, I don't trust that in the NFL to not get bullied around and stuff. So so he's I, one, I, he can move up, but I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not very high on him. I got him listed at 6'2", 190,
0: but his chicken legs definitely need to be bulked. Think, you saw yeah, it with,
2: I think I saw 6'2", 185.
0: Saw the, you saw it with the knee injury that those legs definitely need to be not so twiggish. Like I said, if he, can, if he can put on some weight, I think that he's a guy, not, without losing his speed, I think he's a guy that could easily, you know, catapult. Him. But at the same time, I'm also well aware that for me, where I had him at three, it might be higher than most people because he also probably has one of the lowest floors. So I'm fully aware of that. So uh, my number eight actually is John Mechie, the third. <clears throat> uh, like you said, everything that you said about him earlier when you had him at four mark was was pretty spot on. I like, I like the well-roundedness of him, but he just, he reminds me of this year's Seth Williams, like heading in. I, I think he's going to get the draft capital because I think he's just, I think he's better than Seth Williams, but he just, he, he reminds me of just, he's boring to me. I was watching his tape and there was just nothing that really stood out. That was like, Oh, this guy's fantastic. Now that people, wide receivers have that place in the NFL. It makes them very safe. And I think that that might be the reason why he's in my tier two is because I just don't, and my tier two is deeper and it will probably dwindle as we get closer to the draft. It's just right now it's, it's super deep, but, and, and Metri could slide into tier one, the more I watch of him. But right now I just, I don't really get excited watching him. I just kind of get like, he's just a guy that's going to, he's like Marvin Jones
2: to me. See, for me of my tier two guys, I have him the highest, but I also think he could slide back faster yeah. than the, and the other guys moving back, that kind of thing. So I just I just think overall he's, I I just look at him being safe as a wide receiver sure because safe. he he's he's got a good build and body type to him, um, stuff like that. Yep. Eli number eight,
1: John Metchie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so 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 only <sighs> one
2: guy it's really a, a, out of the odd for I think all of us. Yeah,
1: that it's – I I don't the. The 11.9 yards per reception is something that I did not like seeing with Metchie. It seemed like, Oh, I just caught a hundred passes and that's the only reason I went over a thousand yards. Um, I just, that's, I couldn't, I just couldn't get into him, but I feel like same thing. He's probably going to get draft capital. So he's probably for me, uh, end of my tier three, um, but right on the cusp there, with the next guy
0: who's next guy who's the next guy who's number nine Jahan
1: dodson Br- yeah so i again like you just said a lot of these are obviously i had Dobbs in there um but outside of that we're all pretty well in sync on i mean moving them around a little bit here and there but i think our top what our top four or five was pretty consistent there
0: i, I mean Looking at my sheet here, through my top eight, uh, everybody has been mentioned through my top eight. The only person yeah. that's not the only person that's not been
2: mentioned through your top eight, Eli, has been.
0: Is Dots. Yeah. But he dogs. has Dotson
2: right behind him, where we have Dotson yep. ahead of where. Yep. And I have Dotson number nine. Yeah, yes. that's the only switch. Literally, I and mean, then he's right there. So we're pretty much almost in sync with the same guys for. Well, who's your number nine, Mark? Mine is Sky Moore. Sky Moore, right. I love this guy. Um, Dobbs, Dobbs is quite low on mine, so he's not gonna he's not gonna in sync to that with Eli's at all. Um, yeah. I have Dobbs pretty low in my list. Um, Sky Moore, competition is going to be a question from being at Western Michigan. He's going to probably need some coaching because again, Western Michigan. We we saw that with um, I'm blanking on who he is now. The, uh, Corey, we'll Davis? the Jets now. Corey, Corey Davis now. Corey Davis who, who needed some time in the NFL to to kind of I think acclimate to that kind of thing, but Sky Moore's route running might be one of the best in this class, and there are guys who run really good routes in this class, but he he does a great job, and he just just finds a way to get open. He's not big. He's not fast. He's not the strongest. He's none of those things, but he is open on a team that doesn't have a lot around him that you could hone in on him and he still would get open. I, I thought I liked Sky Moore. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Sky
0: Moore. He's not as high on my list, but I I, I don't have him there just because I, I like my little tier four guys that I like to find that you know might creep up boards somewhere else. He is but, my
2: tier four. Started my tier four by the way. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm still in tier two. Upside guys, <laughs> these last three for me, and I have three more in my tier two. Just so you know, but but like I said, they could shrink down as we get closer to the draft. I just literally like their upside after seeing uh, after watching tape. And it's uh, this might come as a shock, but my number nine is, is George Pickens, And I know the injury was a problem because he didn't play for most of the year. Uh, maturity issues, obviously we saw some maturity issues. Hopefully he cleans those up. I think his ceiling is too high to drop him down any further. Um, as far as like right now. So that's why I struggled with him. And it's kind of the same too with my next ones. I Actually, I'll probably put my next two in tier three now that I think about it because... It, it it's that close is what i'm getting at it, it's really that mm-hmm. close um but yeah I, I like pickens a lot i think that he has the potential to 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 be a, a surprise for a lot of people and he could easily move up um draft boards you know or you know if you draft him in the second round of a rookie draft you could get a steal basically and actually i'm just gonna, i made it official that's going to be the end of my tier two so, made it
1: efficient.
2: Number nine. Okay, I made it then,
0: efficient. In why don't you
2: team. why don't you give us our your tier three then? Your first the, one. The start of my tier three. Yeah.
0: number ten. Jump right into yeah. number ten.
2: Go ahead. Jalen Tolbert. Okay.
0: Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama produced extremely well down there. I know level of competition, but he he broke the top off a lot of a, a lot of defenses. He made plays when necessary. And similarly to Sky Moore, Tolbert found a way to be open when it mattered the most and he came up big in a lot of big games for South Alabama, but my tier three, you can interchange with pretty much anybody at this point. So he's
2: my number what nine, 10, 10, 10. We're on right 10. Now? Yeah. I'm 10. ten.
0: He's my, so number my, ten right now.
2: my tier four is, is a total of four players. I have two guys who have very high upside to them and, and bring the big name with them. And then I have two guys from smaller schools well, Ooh.
0: we can go into like 13, 14, 15. We're in receivers, so just just do your 10 for right now. We'll get into the other no, ones. No, I'm just, I'm
2: just letting you know. This is how my oh, okay. tier four is set up, uh, where I have two guys that are, are pretty much the big name guys and then two guys who are smaller school guys that could possibly get me better. My number 10 is George Pickens, though. And it is because of his upside that he even made the top 10 for me because the maturity, which he did maybe seem to show a little bit better at the end of this year coming back and and putting the team ahead of just going for the draft, which he could have done. But then I also question, is he a system-wide receiver in that it held him back or what? Because my question, why he didn't put up better numbers at Georgia with his size and speed and his ability on the field? Was it his maturity? Was it the the play calling? Stay on the field. Well, but but he wasn't injured – the year prior, no. And he still only I think put up six seven hundred yards.
1: And he played eight games.
2: Well, that that was the shortened season, I guess. But but still, like his numbers don't jump off the no. for me. And it's just like, why? What was it that you couldn't do that with the type of player you are? But he does have a lot of upside. Eli number ten.
1: Uh my number ten is Pickens. So, um, similar thing. And they're not really super comparable, but I look at it and I keep thinking, like, is George Pickens, is he going to end up like a, is he going to be the a Brian Edwards? Brian Edwards wasn't a huge producer, but we, we all saw this, the size in the plays when it did happen, and... Everybody's super excited, and then we've seen how that's gone. And I do think Brian Edwards, I don't think Brian Edwards is a terrible wide receiver, but he is nowhere near consistent enough, and that's what my worry is with George Pickens. So I got him a 10, but um, some of you. But he does feel like they're right around the same size, actually. I think Edwards is a little bit more athletic, a little faster, but Edwards has more of the question marks around off-field and that sort of thing, injury, whatever. Um, So that's the only thing that worries me with Pickens
0: was your number 11 jump right into it uh
1: yeah, number,
0: how many did you rank i don't even know how many you rank i ranked 16
1: uh, i went as far as 16 i don't even 15.
0: know how many ranked. but we can go 15
1: i whatever. stopped at 15 uh, after Pickens, i've got tobert south alabama southern alabama over
0: south alabama
1: other did this... you just
0: come from south alabama
1: I yes yes um <laughs> <laughs> actually yes um <laughs> This is where I get into my, like you said, this is my upside, more dart throws. You're probably not, dra- you're drafting this these guys in the third round of your rookie drafts. Um, but this is where you get that upside and you get those guys that there's, we always see a few sneak through the cracks for wide receivers and hitting on those is super important. I <laughs> Winning dynasties. So, um, yeah, tobert there for me. Just the production that he had. Um, and he's one of those explosive guys that can, you know, when you see um, his dominator was 51%. Okay. The next closest that I have in my sheet is Burks, who is at Arkansas at 46%. So it, you don't see that very often He was able to dominate, and it wasn't Corey Davis-type dominating numbers where it was just, like, horrible yards per reception. I mean, we're talking an 18-yard per reception, scored touchdowns, 1,400 yards. He's a good wide receiver. Who's your next one?
2: So my number
0: 11 is actually – I missed Josh Palmer last year. When we did this, I completely missed Josh Palmer. Didn't even have him on my list, didn't even look at him. So I went to try to find somebody who who could possibly be my Josh Palmer this year. And this guy is my potential Joshua Palmer. I have him ranked 11th right now. He's in my tier three. Very productive season at Michigan State. But Jalen Naylor, a name that nobody is really talking about. Mark's shaking his head because he probably hasn't even heard of him. Or if he has, he doesn't. You know what I mean? Look, I'm telling you, this guy is going to be one of those guys that after the NFL draft, you're going to start kind of keeping an eye on. You're going to start seeing where his production is. You're going to recognize the name. I'm not saying by any means he's a guy that's going to go in and you're going to go draft him in the third round or fourth round of a rookie draft, and he's going to you know blow the doors off in his first year. But I think over time, he's a guy who can slowly work himself into a good role. If you guys haven't seen his tape, go watch his tape at the Michigan State. Um, it was much, much better with Peyton, Peyton Thorne. Is that their quarterback? Yeah,
1: I think it was Thorne, yeah.
0: Throwing him the ball. The guy made big plays when it mattered, and played some very tough defense, and played really well when he had the opportunity. So, just to keep a name on an eye on him, Jalen Naylor. He's 11, probably higher than he probably should be, but he's really
1: in nice my tape. he's in my list of guys that after where I stopped. So he's, keep an he's...
0: eye keep an eye on him type of situation. Yeah, and, and I knew it when I put him on this list. I was like, this is going to be the you know the Zonovan Knight at the at this position for me. Um, as far as like kind of like that guy that you're looking on the outside in that you rank. So that's where he is for me.
2: Mark, who's your number 11? So my tier four is Sky Moore, George Pickens, and then the last two I actually have are Justin Ross and Jalen Tolbert. So Tolbert and Moore are the small school, very, very guys who have produced but have questions. Pickens and Ross are the big name guys who injuries didn't come back from injuries and looked at great question marks about, you know, where they'll be drafted and things like that. So Justin Ross is probably here for me just because of, I really, really hope he can turn into something. Yeah. But he did not look the same this year coming off of that neck injury. So it'll be very interesting to see is that fully healed Was that the offense? Is that just him working back from that neck injury and and he needs some time? We'll see. So he he is one that could easily fall very, very far down the list. I don't know that he'll rise much because I don't know if the NFL is going to put a lot of draft capital in him. And then Jalen Tolbert, pretty much the same thing you guys said. The biggest thing for me was his drops. He, uh, he had a lot of drops for the guy being the guy on a team that he definitely needs to work on that because he's going to be a guy who's going to get on a team and really have to work really hard to, to make a team and and stick and drops are not going to be the way to do that. Yeah. Uh,
0: I want to remind you guys, just so you know that tier three for me, they're so close. You can interchange them, throw them all over the place, whatever it may be. Uh, My number 12 is Justin Ross, same exact reason uh clemson looked terrible Look, justin ross had a tough tough uphill battle this year because he came back from the neck injury and clemson's offense was absolutely freaking dreadful from 95 percent of the year they looked awful uh again i don't know if that was the offense per se or whatever it may be but ross is my number 12 but he has the upside Look, mind you two years ago justin ross could have easily been the wide receiver one in this draft huh? he could have easily been the wide receiver one in this draft class two years ago two three years ago whatever it may have been like absolutely that's how good this guy can be um so fingers crossed, I, I, I'm rooting for him. But right now, tier three is probably right about, you know, end of tier three, tier four, you know, that range, you know, right right in there. Um, Eli, who's your 12 and 13?
1: My 12 and 13 is actually Sky Moore and Justin Ross. And the thing, I, like, looking at Justin Ross, same thing. Big, athletic. Um, that offense was Ugly, we all know we've had that conversation. Um like I'm like I know the injuries are completely different, they're two different injuries, but I'm like, we've literally had a six foot four Clemson wide receiver with a neck injury come out four years ago, and now we've got another Clemson six foot four wide receiver with a neck injury coming out, and they are very similar. Um so I don't I don't know what how to feel about it rooting for him obviously but like you said you can't not put him like it was hard for me to even put him this low knowing what we expected of him after a few years ago and hoping that he'd come back from the neck injury and i mean he did but it like you said mark it wasn't that impressive so that's the concern but he is out of everybody on this list i could probably go all the way back to a drake london jameson williams david bell before I hit somebody with as much potential and upside as Justin Ross. Uh,
0: my number 13 on this list is Sky Moore right now, but I absolutely love this guy. He's, he's, you know, I I was in love with Dwayne Eskridge last year, same school, ironically enough. Um, but Sky Moore is a guy who I just, like Mark touched on all of his strengths. Uh, he's going to be a guy who's going to fly under the radar for the most part before he gets his opportunity and chance to, Uh, You know, unless he goes into a good situation and is able to carve out a number three role, but I I really like Sky more and I think he has great upside. So, Mark, who's your 13 to 14?
2: So, I'm just going to give you my tier five guys. I have four guys that are my tier five. They're just the last four that I have. Yep. It's Wandale Robinson, um, Romeo Dobbs, uh, Khalil Shaker, and Alec Pierce. Pierce from Cincinnati. Shaker from Boise Shakir. State. Is it? Yeah, Shakir. Oh, Shakir. Me and Mark um, butchering
1: names this week.
2: <laughs> well, these are guys that I don't really hear play that often because they play in the freaking out west, and they play at 11 o'clock at night. But those those are my tier five guys. Wandale's is the gadget guy. He has a lot. He's the rawest wide receiver that probably is in this draft class because he hasn't played it very long. Very, very electric guy. Could do a lot of things. I'm just not sure. Uh, Romeo Dobbs. Everything Eli said, you know, but I just, I don't know. Um, Shakur, same thing. He's not like this great wide receiver. Has a lot of drops, but he could carve out a role. And then Alec Pierce is probably like the, he's probably the safest of those four. But he's also not. All that flashy either and then did you know was it the office that made him better but so those four guys could easily just fall right out or move around for me uh my next four romeo dobbs is the only guy that's
0: in my tier three that i, I feel safe leaving him there because i don't think he's going to move too much for me uh like them a lot don't know if it was carson strong or if it was him but he played really well regardless uh my next three all in that tier four category alec pierce Wandell robinson and khalil shakir, khalil shakir um look i I mean there's there's a bunch of guys here that i have that are in my you know keep an eye on category that could easily jump these three guys in that tier four i mean in tier five whatever tier you want to call it um at this point in time but some of these guys here that i'm looking at small school players but guys that have upside potential or guys that came from bigger schools that just might be overlooked so any one of those guys could jump these guys especially Shakir I think Shakir had some issues with Boise State and I don't know if it was just because Boise State didn't really look like the traditional Boise State but it, it appears that for the most part we all have the same four right in that area so
2: Eli who's your who's your last dude here now who's your last group of four yeah
1: after Justin Ross I got Wandel Robinson you said size seen some so some of those pictures that were like going around on Twitter that made him seem even shorter than he's listed at <laughs> were a little bit concerning. Um, Alec Pierce. Uh, and then like we talked about, you know, um, I said Jalen Naylor's in that long list of guys to keep an eye on. Calvin uh, Austin from Memphis. Then Drummond. Um, I got my Cooper Cup pick for this draft. So I'm going to take in all the late ones. If he gets drafted, that's Jack Sorensen. <laughs>
2: You were just talking about this guy, like all was. Over the place, earlier. Miami,
1: Ohio. He's gonna be my. He's gonna be my Cooper Cup.
2: <laughs> nobody, nobody picked. Um, what's his name from Alabama? That that looks like Hunter Renfro and Slade Bolden. Yeah, that one. Nobody, nobody wants to take that. Hey, oh, I, I thought you were keep gonna say Kyle hey, Phillips.
0: Look, Slade Bolden could easily be a guy who. Ends up being the Cooper Cup of this of this class, like it's. No, no, Hunter I Renfro,
2: don't. not Cooper Cup. Hunter
0: Renfro. Look, Look, Look up Kyle Phillips. Look up Yeah, Kyle Phillips. Sure. <laughs> I just, I mean, sorry. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. I, I was just thinking because Cooper Cup and Hunter Renfro, as far as like the, the position, Cooper Cup's just way better.
2: I mean, yeah, Cooper yeah. Renfro, Cup, Renfro mainly like just Cooper. plays in the yeah. slot. Cooper moves yeah. all around. It. I think of them as totally different. Renfro is like. Um,
1: I have Shakir on here too.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't even know Shakir is really even that good to honestly be in that group. If you want my honest opinion, but no, but he's there. getting
2: he's getting buzz, draft buzz, and that's why he's there for me. Because if he goes in the third round, I can't go. Oh, well, I'm just gonna because he, he's gonna have an opportunity then. I but like JB
0: on highly from Coastal Carolina. He's a guy to he, make, keep an eye on. I he's really in my like like keep it. an eye. Um, Eric,
2: um, Ezu, Eric Ezukama, um, Ameki, Ameka Emezi. He's he's one I really want to keep an eye on. Corey, Corey Sutler is another yep. one. I, uh, these, are, these are guys Sanders. with size to them. They're like 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", guys. Yep. So like, they have some good size that possibly they can get something.
0: Bo, Bo Melton from Rutgers is another guy that I'm kind of keeping an eye on. Uh, he's way, way down the list, but he's a guy I'm keeping an eye on. He's only 5'11", 195, but I feel like that his years at Rutgers was, or at least that's what he listed as, but he plays bigger. He's one of those guys who played bigger for me. I haven't watched a ton of tape on him, but I have him. I keep an eye on him. There's an interesting name in here too, because uh, Calvin Turner from Hawaii was actually a running back for them, but he always caught more passes than he ran (laughs) the ball. So he's one of those guys – and he's 5'11", 195, but he's one of those guys that if he ends up in a in a creative, well. if, but if he winds up in an offensive minded, like offense, that is like, we're going to move this guy all over the place. He's a guy to keep an eye on, but I I don't, obviously there's, there's always more players and you're going to actually see make an impact. So, but I, I just thought it was interesting to keep an eye on a guy like Calvin Turner. That's all.
1: Yeah, the other guy, I got like another – oh, I mean, I got a few other guys, but uh, Christian Watson, North Dakota State, is one of the other big wide receivers that I'm keeping an eye on.
0: Yeah. Trey Turner from Virginia Tech, you know, he, he was a guy that I kind of took a flyer on in one of the c to c leagues. Uh, he played all right for them. He was one of their most most mainstay guys. Jacari Robinson from Wake Forest and Charleston Rambo from Miami, Florida. That's going to do it for us here tonight at Dynasty Academy. Until next week, good night.